Rochester Regional Health, built by the community for the community. It's in that spirit we bring you Rock Your Health Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. The annual exam or physical has become commonplace for people who are hoping to head off problems before it's too late. And here to tell us more is Dr. Sonia Dar of Rochester Regional Health. Dr. Dar, thank you for your time. So, Hi, at Bill, what? Thanks for having me here. Oh, no problem. I'm looking forward to talking to you about this. What age should patients start thinking about annual exams? Well, you know, to start off, I really think that primary care providers are the gatekeepers of medicine. And so developing a strong and close relationship with your PCP or primary care provider uh, helps us and the patient stay on top of all of their healthcare needs. This improves your long-term outcomes, it decreases your chances of hospitalization, and it decreases the burden on the overall healthcare system. So starting at a young age, obviously we love to see babies. Um, pediatric screening is very important, especially to remain up to date with all of your vaccinations um, and to make sure that children are reaching their developmental milestones. So usually about uh, every two to three months until they're 24 months, and then we can space it out to every year until they're six. And then if they're generally healthy, every other year. Um, In terms of adults, really there's no current evidence to support yearly physicals. But again, like I said, maintaining a relationship with your primary care provider is important um, for ensuring that we get to educate and counsel patients on preventative health. So coming in yearly, uh, biannually is appropriate as well. It's probably one of the more important relationships in, in your life, and it's it makes sense to cultivate that because your health is so important. So if you're a healthy person, should you start the annual or biannual exams at, at what age? Like 50? When should you start thinking about, okay, I'm good. I haven't seen the doctor in a number of years, but maybe it's right. time to start. Right. I, I think coming in at the age of 18 is appropriate. And then after that, if you have no medical conditions and if you're in uh, absolute good health, then coming in once you are in your 30s to 40s is probably appropriate. So kind of maybe once you hit your 30, you know, in your 30th birthday, go, 40th, go, 50th, go. And then when does it switch into biannual and annual? Um, I think around the age of 50, um, and if you start developing more chronic health conditions, then at the age of 50, you probably should be coming in to see us every year. And definitely there are times that pa- uh, patients do need to come in, and those are for particular screening tests, which we'll talk about. And can you talk about the different types of screening exams based on age and gender? Yeah, absolutely. So let's start off with females. So if you're a female, the first screening exam that you usually think about is a pap smear. And recently there's been changes to the recommendations of how often and when to perform pap smears. So pap smears are screening for cervical cancer, which has been linked to the human papillomavirus, which there are now immunizations for. And again, patients should be seen in their teenage years to discuss that immunization. But currently, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, or the USPSTF, recommends screening women starting at the age of 21. And this no longer depends on your sexual history at all. Everyone starts at age 21. Between 21 to 30 years of age, you should be screened every three years, no longer yearly. Um, However, if you have abnormal results, this can change. After the age of 30 until you're 65, you can be tested concurrently for your cytology and your HPV, and if those are negative, you can actually uh, space screening to every five years. 
The next thing women think about is their mammogram, and there's actually a lot of discussion around when to begin screening for breast cancer and how often to perform the test. Um, and depending on which organization or a governing body you talk to, the recommendations are different. So I personally usually uh, start discussing breast cancer screening with women when they enter their 40s and really let them have some autonomy over when they would like to be screened, taking into account, obviously, their personal and their family history of breast cancer. Um, I strongly recommend mammogram screening starting at age 50 and then every year or every two years, depending on patient preference. And that's usually until the age of 74. Well, those are terrific guidelines. What about male screening exams? So uh, particular to males is uh, screening for abdominal aortic aneurysm, and that's between uh, 65 to 75 years in a man with uh, any history of smoking, and it's only a one-time abdominal ultrasound. The other thing that uh, is very common and most men worry about is prostate cancer screening. So again, with this one, there's a lot of talk about it, and the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force and the American Uro- Urological Association actually recommend against routine screening of prostate-specific uh, antigen or the PSA antigen. However, between ages 55 to 69, again, this can be based on shared decision-making, and that's why it's so important to have that relationship with your primary care provider so that you can talk about that type of screening. Um, and then there are the screening uh, exams that are shared for male and females, the important ones are hypertension screening. Usually that begins at age 18 and it depends on your family history. Diabetes, we start screening at the age of 40 um, and also depending on your personal conditions, like if you're overweight or obese. Cholesterol um, screening as part of routine screening in adults. And then the big one is the colonoscopy to screen for colon cancer. That starts at age 50, depending on your family history, and usually it can be done every 10 years, depending on the results of it, until you're 75. I uh, I just had mine done about you did? six months ago. Awesome. I and did. how was it? It's one of those tests that a lot of it people It was so dread. easy. My sister, who is older than me, she is uh, in her 60s, I'm like, why, aren't, why haven't you gone and got this? She's like, I don't want to. I'm I said, you have to go do this. So she just went and do it. She just went and did it. And she's like, it was so easy. I don't know why I was so worried about right. it. Right. So. Right. They do use conscious sedation. So you should, hopefully won't even know what's happening to you. And it'll be over before you know it. But there are other options. If people don't want to do the colonoscopy screening, there is fecal blood tests. And you can always talk to your doctor about that. And are there other screening exams that you could just quickly touch on that we should be aware of? Definitely. And you know what? These are things that I think a lot of patients don't realize, but primary care providers screen for depression. They screen for alcohol and substance abuse. They screen for cognitive impairment, especially in the elderly. They screen for sexually transmitted infections. And those are just the few of many things that we do screen for. Okay. And insurance is a certainly a hot topic in the world we live in today. What does insurance cover annually? Yes. Yeah, so obviously every insurance company is different, but every company should cover at least one annual exam. And the best way to go about it is to call your insurance company, find out when you're due for your test, because there are instances where patients will come in a little bit too early for that one-year mark, and then they will be charged for it. So if you have any questions, call your insurance company, but they should cover it one annual exam every year. 
All right. And Dr. Dar, I imagine the annual exam is a great way to keep health information updated regularly, which is really important for your physician to know. So are there certain things that we should be updating, um, you know, as time goes on? Well, Bill, if there's one that I have to stress, it's your medication list. If you can keep an up-to-date list of all your medications in your wallet and next to each medication, write down the reason that you're taking it, I cannot tell you how beneficial this would be to the patient and to their primary care provider because oftentimes we do get patients who are on a number of medications and they don't know why, they're not sure if they're taking them appropriately, and this really helps us out if you can have an up-to-date list with you at every visit. Keeping track of your immunizations, um, if you can, but nowadays with our electronic medical records, we do a pretty good job of keeping those up to date. Um, keeping a business card even of all of your doctor's names, that can sometimes help us out too, so we know exactly who you're seeing and where we need to obtain records from. Depending on certain conditions that you have, if you have diabetes, then keeping a log of your blood sugar readings at home. And if you have a history of high blood pressure, and if you monitor your blood pressure at home, again, keeping a blood pressure log, that really helps us out. I think that is really good advice, and I think those are things that people just don't do. If you need them again, since this is a podcast, just hit rewind rewind, and listen to those again, because I think those are really important. And Dr. Darb, you could wrap it up for us. Why should someone choose Rochester Regional for their health care needs? Well, Bill, I really think Rochester Regional is just a community of really well-trained, compassionate, great physicians. It's all-inclusive. All of your health care records are in one place. Um, and I can't say enough good things about it. Dr. Dar, thank you so much for your time today. You're listening to Rock Your Health Radio with Rochester Regional Health. For more information, you can go to rochesterregional.org. That's rochesterregional.org. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.